đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you and welcome to this week's episode of team cat on my radio today Happy Friday. I hope you guys are having a great day. I hope you guys are staying safe and have a wonderful night. I apologize for oversight. This thing is supposed to be out at 8, but I might probably have to release this at 9 because I overslept. I apologize for that. So, next week we have uh, lots of events coming up. There's the Constitution Day, Constitu- uh, Constitutional Day that's coming up. And those are, they're going to be talking about the Constitution and about what's going on, what votings are. And we're also going to talk about the Town Hall uh, Democracy. That's coming out on Tuesday, so we get to come out and, you know, and support what's going on. Or at least give some good questions and ask what's going on. Why we should vote. Why is democracy so important? Because I knew, because I know that most of these reports I've been doing for the past couple of years, since 2021, I would say, most of these stuff that's happened in Hong Kong, this is why democracy is very important. Otherwise, you're gonna end up having a, a democracy that looks like almost like North Korea, because Hong Kong's election is barely even democratic, super 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 hybrid. <laughs> so I'm hoping people come out and at least ask some questions about it, about why voting is important, why democracy is super important, so that we prevent a tyrannical government or preventing some psycho tyrant in power. Anyway, we're gonna get so let's let's not what let's not waste any time. Let's get into the report. Make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our report. Hong Kong's Democratic Party calls for open society as it omits mention of voting rights in an annual pol- policy p- uh, proposal. Hong Kong's largest pro-democracy party has omitted calls for universal suffrage and its policy suggestions for the government, marking a departure from previous years when the party urged enshrining voting rights in this annual recommendation. The Democratic Party held a press conference on Wednesday to announce the suggestions ahead of the upcoming policy address, and a Chinese-language copy of the proposal given to reporters. A section on political reform was was noticeably absent. Politics was briefly mentioned in the produ- in the introduction instead, which stated that the government should make serious effort to change its governing method and, stri- and strive to create a societal atmosphere that is open, inclusive, and has free speech. Hong Kong should not rely solely on the central government and must strive for improvement to enshrine to ensure the happiness and well-being of residents. The introduction read. <laughs> Now, in the past, Hong Kong, the Democrat Party included uh, included appeals for voting rights that allowed that allow, that would allow the public to elect the city's leader and legislative council members as part of its proposals. After all, we're pro they're pro democracy, so they have to they have to give that suggestion. 
Last year, the party said the government should fulfill its responsibility of opening the city's election to the public. Whether it's the chief executive or legislative council election, the government should enhance the influence that citizens have and make them feel that their votes can affect development of Hong Kong, the 2022 proposal read. Hong Kong's mini-constitution, the basic law, states that the ultimate aim is the selections of the chief executive by universal suffrage upon nominations by a broadly representative nominating committee in accordance with democratic procedures. Responding to a reporter's question in Cantonese on Wednesday, <laughs> Chairperson Law King Hei denied that the change showed that the Democratic Party was trying to evade the topic. Law said the content related to politics was moved to the introduction because it described the state's backgrounds, and that many happening, many things happening in, in the city w- were revolving around it. If the Democratic Party wanted to avoid talking about matters relating to the Constitution, we wouldn't have written it in the introduction, Law added. The Democratic Party is the city's, at the time, the city's largest opposition party. Before a Beijing decreed overhaul of Hong Kong's electoral system in 2021, the Democratic Party held seven seats in the 70, 70 seat legislature. A number of ex Democratic lawmakers were amongst the 47 Democrats charged under the national security charged under the national security law over their involvements with a primary election. Some were denied bail and have been on recommend for over two years. In recent years, the party has run into difficulty fighting restaurants to host its events. Last week, it had to call off a fundraising dinner at the last minute after a venue canceled its booking, with Law saying he believed that it was related to political pressure. The party has also has also said it has struggled to arrange meetings with top officials in recent years ahead of the policy address and the but and the budget announcements. When political groups would when political groups would traditionally be consulted by the government. The Democratic Party suggestions were shared in the in the lead in the lead up to the lead to the city's annual policy address when Chief Executive makes major announcements about plans for the coming years. Measures for attracting talents to Hong Kong and building of temporary accommodations for people awaiting public housing were amongst the plans announced at the, at the address last year. This policy address will be held on October 25th. On Wednesday, the Democratic Party raised a list of policy suggestions in areas ranging from tourism to education to animal rights. On the topic of tourism, the party said the government should attract more openness, do more to attract overseas visitors to Hong Kong. Law cited figures from authorities showing that mainland Chinese tourists made up almost 80% of visitors in the city in August. We think the government should consider how to attract more overseas tourists, not just mainland, not just mainland Chinese tourists, Law said, and that the tourists who stayed for a longer duration were more important for boosting the city's economy. In its proposal, the party called on authorities to give up the controversial Kai Chow's artificial island project. The reclamation plan had been criticized for its costliness and potential ecological impact and raised questions about whether it was in the interest of, Hong- of the Hong Kong people. The government should also speed up its projects to build public housing on a funding golf course, the Democratic Party said.
<laughs> so they're doing they're doing a couple of good suggestions, something that every single party would always focus on, right? I mean, why not? Because this is something that's very important. But when it comes to political forms, that's something that's very, very serious. Because barely anyone's being represented to vote, except for those, you know, corporates that represents them in the establishment. After all, it's pro-establishment, so it's only the establishment that that votes for the higher, higher that the uh, the head of the of the city. Independent Hong Kong bookstore Mount Zero accused of illegally occupying parts of pavement. Independent Hong Kong bookstore have been accused of illegally occupying a space outside the shop, and have until the end of the month to stop using the area. Mount Zero posted a photo of a document stating that the bookstore had until September 29th to cease its illegal occupation of the land on its Instagram account on Tuesday. An inspection of the Sun Wan shop was conducted on August 21st, according to the document. Outside Mount Zero is a small town area, the bookstore, located at the end of of Taiping Shan Road. Sometimes functions as a community space for such events such as small concerts, film sharing sessions, and art exhibits. Um, art exhibitions were held. Those events sometimes spilled out onto the road, which is a dead end for vehicles. The land department told local media that the tiled platform outside the bookstore was built on the pavement, which amounted to an illegal occupation of government land. The documents must cease its occupation before September 29th, by which, by, which, by which time the department will follow up and take enforcement action. <laughs> so under the law, occupants who are found to have illegally occupied government, government land may face a $500,000 $500, fine and imprisonment for up to six months. Further fines of $50,000 may be incurred for each day that um, that the land is easily occupied. Hong Kong Free have reached out to the department for a question for comment. The news of the department's order came as the came as authorities confirmed that two properties at Red Hill Pen, uh, Peninsula, a luxury housing estate that saw landslides after torrential rains hit the city from from Thursday night, without time easily occupied. Um, occupied government land. Chief Executive John Lee told reporters at a press conference that the government would take action in accordance with the law. I don't know why they kept, they kept saying the same quote over again. Accordance with the law, accordance with the law, it's the same thing. Including persecuting and claiming costs from those responsible if they were found to have broken the law. The bookstore's Instagram post reads, The moment I opened the letter, I somehow felt unreal. Turns out that such a thing could um, could really happen. <laughs> the post explained that a platform had already been built on the pavement before the bookstore moved in, into the Taiping Shan Street address. It was uneven, and I was worried about safety, so I worked. So I got a workman to smooth it out. He recommended using cement, but I, wa- but I wanted it to look nice, and ended up laying tiles that were one and a half centimeters thick. The statement. The same read. It went on to re- to recount exhibitions held at space and the countless visitors who sat on a tile to read. The grandpas and grannies in the community, as as well as the as the kids who just got off school, would rest there every day. 
What makes a good community is the links between people, the post read. Now, people sit here anyway, and people at least hang out, at least get together, you know, read books or whatever. They could have... Lot, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in that place. I don't know why the Gumbit needs to tell them to get out of there, which kind of... <laughs> kind of makes no sense anyway, so... <laughs> so, I mean, the Gumbit does what they're going to do. Now, I don't know what's going on in that place, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping something can be resolved. I don't care who, which side, hopefully they can resolve it. Taiwan says 68 Chinese warplanes, 10 vessels detected near island. Taiwan said Thursday, China has flown 68 warplanes and deployed 10 Navy vessels into areas around the South Rural Island in one day. Beijing, which views Taiwan as its own territory to be seized one day, has stepped up military and political pressure on the island in recent years as relations deteriorate. 68 POA aircraft and 10 POA Navy vessels around Taiwan were detected between Wednesday and Thursday morning. Taiwan's defense ministry said in a statement referring to China's army and Navy. The number was a dramatic jump from the previous day when Taipei said 35 warplanes were detected around the island. Taiwan's defense ministry says some of the planes and warships detected on Wednesday were heading to an unspecified area of the Western Pacific to conduct joint, to conduct joint sea and air training with the Shandong aircraft carrier. The Shandong is one of the two operational aircraft carriers in the Chinese fleet. Taiwan's defense ministry said it detected the Shandong, the Shandong carrier around 16 nautical miles, which is about 111, 111, 111 kilometers, six, southeast of the island's southernmost, southernmost points heading into, into the western Pacific. The Fujian, Beijing's third and biggest carrier, was launched last year, but authorities have not said when it will enter service. China has not officially con- um, commented on the on any drills being conducted in the Western Pacific, but the country Eastern Theater Command, which drill which organizes drills around Taiwan, said Wednesday, an aviation unit has carried out training recently in a range up up thousands of kilometers. It did not mention Taiwan. Last week, China said said its troops were on a constant high alert. Two ships belonging to the United States and Canada sailed through the Taiwan Strait. The U.S. Navy said the ships were the Arlen, the Arlen Burke class guided missile destroyer USS Ralph Johnson, and 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 HMCS Ottawa, and that the transit transit demonstrates the commitments of the United States and our and our allies and partners to a free and open Indo-Pacific. The United States and Western allies have increased freedom of navigation crossings of both the Taiwan Strait and the disputed South China Sea to reinforce that both are international wars anchoring Beijing. In April, China conducted military exercise, exercises to, stim, to simulate the encirclement of Taiwan after President Tsai Ing-wen met U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in California. So, of course... Many Republicans and Democrats do not want to see Taiwan fail. We know that. And we're saying high full alert and see what's going on, right? So major Australian lender 
shuts Hong Kong's office. National, Austra- National Australia's bank, or NAB, a major lender in the in the Asia Pacific region, announced on Thursday its decision to pull out from Hong Kong, leaving Shanghai as the last operational base in China. NAB is the second is the second major Australian financial institution to be leaving the Chinese financial hub this year, following the exit in June of Westpac, which was fined by Hong Kong authorities for breaching anti-money laundering and counter-terrorism rules. The move is expected to impact about 50 jobs in Hong Kong, including, including staff in the Treasury, finance, re, um, risk, legal, and tech, um, technology departments. <laughs> A small number of corporate and institutional bankers will also be affected, with some to be Offer offer reemployment and relocation. Nap said, "The wind the wind down is expected to take approximately eighteen months, according to Krista Batens, a Singapore-based Nap executive. The decision was made following a thorough assessment of our strategy and reflects our ambition to align our corporate and institutional business with the great opportunities for Nap and our clients." Batens said in an email statement. The decision will leave Shanghai as NAB's last operational post in China, following its exit from Beijing, um, at least from last year. Baytons said NAB would remain committed to Asia and its branches in Singapore, Tokyo, and Shanghai, would be, would be its key um, customer outreach hubs in the region. These offices have the capability to support Hong Kong's customer base, she added. Leading Australian leaders, including NAB, Westpac, and the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, have been looking have been looking to cut up to 300 jobs each in recent months, according to this Australian Financial Review. NAB shares uh, NAB share price increased more than one percent in Sydney's trade on Thursday, closing at 29.31 Australian dollars, which is equivalent to to 18.85 uh, US dollars. Not sure what it means because I'm ahead in the financial uh, share. Pro- I don't know much about this, but I'm hoping that you guys are are looking at this and hopefully know what's tell me and let me know what's going on. All right. So I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a waste of money or is it safe or whatever. Hong Kong to see $18 million fireworks display on National Day, first since 2018. <laughs> Hong Kong's sky will light up with more than three with 30,000 fireworks on October 1st as the city puts on a $18 million fireworks display to celebrate China's National Day for the first time since 2018. The Culture, Sports, and Tourism Bureau will coordinate a 23-minute pyrotechnics show <laughs> sponsored by Hong Kong's Telecom and, FW, and FWD's insurance to mark 74 years since the founding of the People's Republic of China, the two companies announced on Friday. It will be the state's first National Day fireworks show since 2018 after it was canceled for four consecutive years Due to the widespread protests against the Sense Act extradition bill and the COVID-19 pandemic, the city traditionally hosts 
fireworks display on October 1st to mark National Day, as well as to celebrate the New Year and the Lunar New Year. <laughs> A total of 31,888 fireworks will be fired across eight scenes in this show. The sky above Victoria Harbor will be filled with bright red, red hearts and the debut scene representing joy and unity, the two companies said. On top of celebrating the special occasion, the brilliant fireworks convey well wishes of prosperity for business and symbolizes an even brighter future for the city. An English statement from Hong Kong T and FWB read, Papa Broadcast RTHK will broadcast the show synchronized with to music at 9pm on October 1st. <laughs> People may also enjoy the show from vantage points, including Sim Tatui, The Mid-Level, Wan Chai, Cosmic Bay, and Home Home Bypass, as the sponsor said. And I'll, if I want to put my honest truth here, what a waste of freaking money. Why am I wasting so Why is that coming out of taxpayers' money on those kind of things? Look, we love fireworks. We all know that. God bless them. We, we need fireworks in that day. But why does it need to cost $18 million for that? <laughs> some some events that's going to be forgotten by the end of the after they're like, okay, it happens, and then after that, and then a day later, yeah, we don't care anymore. Beijing imposed the sanctions on two U.S. defense companies over supplying arms to Taiwan. Beijing said Friday it was sanctioning two U.S. defense companies, Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman, over roles in supplying arms to Taiwan. The U.S. Con- the United States Congress under the Taiwan Relation Act requires the supply of weapons to the self-governing democracy for its defense. U.S. administration had done so uh, through sales rather than direct aid, but in August, Washington, <laughs> for the first time, approved direct U.S. military aid to Taiwan under an assistant program aimed at foreign, go- uh, foreign governments. Despite China's firm opposition, the United States, the U.S. government is determined to provide weapons to Taiwan, seriously harming seriously harming China's sovereignty and interests and security interests and going further and further on the wrong and dangerous road of arming Taiwan. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Mao Ning said at a, a regular press briefing. She said that Lockheed Martin was the prime contractor in U.S. arms sales to Taiwan that took place on August 24th and the North and Northrop government had taken part in this in sales many times. According to the anti-foreign sanctions law of the PRC, China has decided to impose sanctions on the above on the above two US military companies, she said. Mao said China urged the United States to stop selling arms, stop selling weapons to Taiwan. Otherwise it will inevitably face a resolute and strong response strong response from China, she said. The eighty the eighty million dollars arm package approved in August was small compared to with recent sales, but was the first assistance to Taipei under the f- foreign military financing program, which generally involves involves grants or loans to sovereign countries. China, an increasingly assertive diplomatic and military power, claimed itself for island of, of Taiwan as part of its territory, and had vowed to seize it by force if necessary. In July, the United States 
the United States unveiled a $345 million, million dollars military aid package designed to quickly bolster the island's ability to deter a Chinese invasion. The package, which an official said, an official said featured intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance equipment and small arms munitions, was to be drawn from the from Washington's own reserves, allowing it to be delivered on a faster than usual timeline. Friday's sanctions announcements comes after days of heightened tensions in the region. Taiwan's defense ministry said 68 Chinese aircrafts and 10 naval vessels were detected near the island between what between Wednesday morning and Thursday morning. Beijing has in recent years ratcheted up pressure on Taiwan. A number of warplanes fl- warplanes flights around the island increased dramatically following the last following last August visit by Nancy Pelosi, then speaker of the US Speaker of the United States of the US House of Representatives. <laughs> I don't know why the Chinese Communist Party has to overreact on everything. I feel like they should just leave it there instead of just going nuts. Just let it happen, you know. Just, just let them. Just let them. Vi- just let Nancy Pelosi visit. It would have been a good idea. Because if they imagine this, imagine. Could you imagine they visit Hong Kong or visit Macau? Because those are belong to China, right? And then, and then China still go nuts on it. You know, not independent. And, what, and like, if you treat it as a province, then we'll act like it's a province then. Then we can visit to it. Then we can visit, right? They're like, no, we can't visit. I'm like, well, that makes no sense. We're not giving, when I gave arms to Hong Kong, when I gave arms to Macau, when I gave giving arms to Taiwan, even though we are, but imagine we don't. And we just came to visit to see what's going on on economic terms. And I don't know how paranoid the Chinese Communist Party are. <laughs> it's patently absurd that what they're doing. U.S. believes Chinese Defense Minister Li, Li Shanfu, have been stripped of duties report. The U.S. government believes Chinese, believes China's Defense Minister Li Shanfu is the subject of an investigation by Beijing and has been relieved of his duties, the Financial Times report late Thursday, citing American, American officials. <laughs> the report came shortly after high-ranking diplomat Rahm Emanuel the U.S. ambassador to Japan say on social media that Lee hasn't been seen or heard from, from in three weeks, and that and that the minister had had been placed under house arrest. It is a late sign of potential turmoil in, Be- in Beijing after Chinese Foreign Minister Qin Gan inexplicably disappeared and was ousted from his position in July. China also replaced the leadership of its rocket force. The Army's unit that oversees its nuclear arsenal. In July, with its, men, with its former commander, Li Yu Chao, had not seen in public for weeks before the change in official media, Xinhua gave no explanation for his removal. The, the Times reported that three U.S. officials, as well as two people briefed on intelligence, said the, U, the United States determined Li Shangfu had been stripped of his duties as minister. It was not clear what made President Joe Biden's administration conclude conclude that Lee was under uh, under investigation. The White House has not publicly addressed the matter like they ever will. Anyway, Lee traveled to Russia, um, to Russia in August to attend a security conference near Moscow, <laughs> on August fifteenth. 
Two days later, the government of Belarus released a handout photograph of police, a police meeting with Belarusian president or, or dictator Alexander Lukashenko in Minsk. Lee has refused to hold meetings with U.S. counterparts until Washington lifts sanctions on him imposed by then-President Joe President Donald Trump in 2018 for his procurement of Russian military technology. The latest apparent, the latest apparent removal of an elite Chinese official from public view led Ambassador Emmanuel, who has been openly critical of Chinese leader Xi Jinping, to fear speculations about the issue on September 7th and again one week later. President Xi's cabinet lineup is not reassembling Agatha Christo, uh, Christie's novel, and then there were none. First, Foreign Minister Qing Gan goes missing, then the Rocket Force Commander goes missing, and now the Defense Minister Li Shangfu has not been seen in public for two weeks. Emmanuel posted on last week X to form a Twitter using the hashtag Mystery in Beijing's Building. <laughs> That's kind of funny though. The, on Thursday, in another post on his official ambassador account that appeared to openly provoke the Xi government, he questioned where Beijing's authorities have restricted, have restricted Li's movement. <laughs> First, Defense Minister Li Shangfu hasn't been seen or heard from, from in three weeks. Second, he was a, he was a no-show for his, for his trip to Vietnam, he wrote. Now, he's absent from his scheduled meeting with Singaporean Chief Navy because he was placed under house arrest? Might get a might gain crowded in here. Emmanuel is a former White House chief of staff who earned a reputation in Washington for his ferocious style and hardball politics. The remarks come uh, come at time of heightening trade and geopolitical tensions between Washington and Beijing. I really like this guy. I don't know why, but usually I don't like any ambassadors because I don't really care about what's going on with this person. But it's point. But it's kind of funny to actually hear him saying this kind of things. You know, uh, a politicians that are tough like that, that are tough and they know how to handle what the Communist Party is doing. That's something I would like to have in my life. Because no one dare, at least no one dare to at least fight the Communist Party. With their, um, with the, there's some sort of humor behind them, but still. I have no problem with that. So thank, so thank you, um, Rami Manu for, for, for saying this kind of things. Because I appreciate that. And that's, for me, it's the best part. Because if you're tough, that's the best thing you can ever done. And I like that. Men accused of sexual assault at Education University of, at Education University of Hong Kong induction event denied bail. A 28-year-old accused of sexual, of sexual assault of sexual assault at a um, university induction event last month has been denied bail. The man identified only as YLH faced two counts of indecent assault and one count of voyeurism after police received reports from people who said they had been assaulted at orientation camps for students at the Education University of Hong Kong. YLH has been have already been denied bail once uh, once last week at the Tin Wun Magistrate's Court. Before before Appearing before Acting Principal Magistrate David Chun on Friday, the defendant had his bail review objected again and was placed on recommend until November 3rd, when the case will be will, will next be heard in court. The defense was accused of spying on a woman, who, um, we call her X, at Sydney's 
at Tenitlong Holiday Lodge on Atlantau Island on August 28th, according to the charge sheet. She was in an area where any individual could be could reasonably be expected to be nude, but could also have a reasonably expectations of privacy. The defendants have to disregard whether X consented to the to being observed by him, the charge sheet read. Citing sources, local media reported last week that the suspect pulled open the curtains in a shower where a twenty two year old student was bathing. As for the two indecent assault charges, he was ac- he was accused of assaulting another person, Z, in a in a private car in a new territories, and identified as Y, also at the sit at the Sydney Longs, uh, Sydney Long, uh, Long Holiday Lodge on on August twenty third and twenty seventh, respectively. The court documents not mention a separate allegations of rape leveled against a twenty eight year old man linked to a way to a education university of Hong Kong induction camp. Local media reported last week that the rape allegation allegedly took place at an orientation camp on july twenty third at Polk Polonko jo- uh, Jockey Club Tai um Tai Tom, Tom Holiday Camp in New Law. Police said they had launched an investigation into the allegations and the Education University of Hong Kong has said it will set up a task force to rebuke the operations of orientation camps. Dean of Student Sammy Hui sent an email to students last Tuesday that the university took allegations of sexual harassment and assault extremely seriously, and that it was assisting the police in its investigations. Also last Tuesday, Chief Executive John Lee called on universities to cooperate with law enforcement agencies to ensure that that sexual assault cases will promptly address and take appropriate measures if student actions violate the law. Separately, a university student accused of sexually assaulting an 18-year-old student during orientation camps for the University of Hong Kong Nursing Society last month was granted bail by Hong Kong, by Hong Kong court last Monday. <laughs> This is why I don't focus so much on national security and make sure you're focusing on something that's more serious here. Because I can guarantee you right now, you focus so much, if you focus so much on national security and you abandon things like, the, um, if you abandon things like, like rape allegations and things like that, murder and all that stuff, we need to focus on that instead of focusing on the crappy, crappy, National security stuff. It's like I don't care. We need to not focus up that so much. We need to focus on something that's more important, more serious, and not so much on crap like. Because they kept talking about national security. Many activists are being arrested. I mean, of course, the Communist Party, they're corrupt, we expect. So I'm not surprised of what they're doing and what they're trying to actually do. <laughs> Because if they're if they're doing this just to actually uh, stop people from expressing themselves, yeah, that's what they that's what they am doing. My final report for today: case involving four men charged over Hong Kong <laughs> Hong Kong's 2019 Long mob attack moved to higher court. A case involving four men in connections with a mob attack during the Hong Kong protests in 2019 has been moved to a higher court. Why mm, thought? Ho, um, Wang Ho Sing, Tang Siu Hong, 
and Chumanki appeared at Fangling's Magistrate's Court on Friday morning. The four faces charged, charges of rioting and conspiracy to wound in relations to an incident on the night of July 21st, 2019, when dozens of men wearing white shirts attacked commuters and Yunlong NTR stations after protests on Hong Kong Island. The four were only charged in July, four years after the attack. They have been recommended in custody since. Since One of the defense, Chang, was allowed bail on Friday, the witness report. The, the case was adjourned to October 5th, when the case will be moved to the district court, a higher court where defendants face a maximum of seven years in jail. The maximum sentence for a case heard in the magistrate's court is two years for a single offense. The MTR station attack marked a turning point during the protests in 2019, sparked by a controversial extradition bill that would have allowed the transfer of fugitives to mainland China. On the night of the, on the, night of the incident, men wearing the white shirts and wounding sticks indiscriminately attacked commuters, some of whom were, retu- for, um, were returning from a protest in Sun Wan. Police were said to have walked away as emergency calls were ignored. The with officers arriving at the scene 39 minutes after initial reports. Then lawmakers Lam Chutting and Stan News journalist Greta Ho were amongst those injured during the attack. In total, 69 people have been arrested in relation to the incident, 22 of whom had been charged, the witness report. Eight have been sentenced to jail to jail terms ranging from three and a half years to seven years. Some uh, those charges, all of whom face accusations of rioting, includes eight people who uh, who were not the, among the attackers, including Lam. All of them pled not guilty and are awaiting trials. Most of these people are pro-democracy people, and they've been and they've been in custody for so long, and they have been they haven't been out yet. So it's it makes it it makes it very clear to you. I can I can guarantee you it makes it very clear that these that these guys are in prison and they're never gonna. I don't know how long they're gonna be in there and I don't know when they're gonna be released. It's gonna be pretty it's gonna be pretty um, hard for us to even talk about it. So and also thank and hoping that justice can be served and hoping that what happens to them. To those guys who beat people up at the New York station, I'm hoping that these guys will just will get the justice that many we may not get the justice that we want, but hopefully these guys can be in prison. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. There's a lot of events coming up pretty soon. Of course, there's no radio show for next week because there's an event going on, so I gotta be there. And that's it for today, and we'll talk more next time. This is Team Kale, my radio, signing out. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Take care. At host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. At host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.